Pull that up right into your trachea. Like this? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> this is weird. Why? Because it's all up in my grill. Yeah. That's where it should be. I don't like things up in my grill. Oh. Well, that sucks. All right. So, uh, welcome to the Generational Divide with yeah. your host, Steve Flores. Jason Pasigan from the Morning Announcements. Okay. All right, so um, uh, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, I don't know. I've been feeling like, oh, I'm graduating in like seven days, so I've just been thinking about that. I feel like this void of emptiness in me that I can't figure out what is. (laughs) You know, I used to feel the same way, uh, you know, a lot. Um, And I felt it for a long time. Uh, And, you know, what was crazy is like after college, I would... um, you know, I had a lot of fun times, you know, cause I was, you know, I was with my girlfriend who's now my wife and we would, we spent eight years just, you know, just doing stuff like going on trips and, you know, trying to find like really good restaurants and, and just like developing a lot of experiences and things were going really well. We had enough money, you know, eventually we moved in together. We like never had to struggle with like, as far as finances and, um, and you know, we could just like pick, you know, you know, one or two places out of the year and just, just go, you know, we'll go to, we'll, we'll go to Yellowstone or we'll go to Yosemite or we'll go to Santa Barbara for the weekend or, you know, we would just go all over the place and, and have fun. But I would always have that feeling of like, ah, God, I feel like I'm waiting around for something. And then I was like, all right, well, maybe uh, all our friends are getting married. Maybe we just need to get married, right? Maybe that's yeah. that's what's going to take away that it's, feeling. It's the best option. Okay. <laughs> and so we got married and everything. and Then it went away, and then your life's amazing, no, right? No, not really. <laughs> I still felt like I was waiting around, you know? For what? I don't know. I didn't even know what I was waiting around for. Have you figured it out yet? Yeah, I have. What was it? Okay, so, you know, we get married and we're like, okay, it that's was this. not it. It was and this then podcast. We got, yeah. You've been waiting for exactly. it. All your life. <laughs> <laughs> and then we uh, we uh, got dogs because we're like, man, I don't know, maybe we just want dogs. And that was fun, but still, still felt that that waiting. And then we had kids and then that made the waiting feeling go away. So you're saying I should have a kid right now? Yeah, right now. No, that's terrible advice. No, like, but that's just one of the, I think that we're adapted to go through stages, right? And if we hold off on certain stages, then we get like this feeling of emptiness. And uh, I think that was like in, originally that was one of the purposes of religions because the religions will kind of take you through the stages, right? Yeah. So like if you take uh, like, you know, Judaism, so you would go to, you know, temple and you would pray and everything and do all that. And then once you hit like a, your, you know, you graduate from level one, uh, you get your bar mitzvah, 
right? And there's like a lot of preparation and stuff. And then you go through your bar mitzvah or your bat mitzvah if you're a girl. And then that lets you know like, all right, now you're finally a man or finally ready to be a woman or, you know, that kind of thing. And then the next stage after that was marriage. And then the next stage after that was, uh, you know, having kids. And the next stage after that was uh, helping, (laughs) not dying. There's lots of stages in between, man. Uh, but dying's like the most important. No, it's not. It's it's the final stage. I don't know if it's like the most important. Stage. Well, isn't the final stage always the last stage? Because that's where you're always trying to lead. To well, the by last definition, stage. the final stage is the last stage. Well, yeah, isn't, <laughs> it makes it the most important because that's where you lead up to, no matter what. I don't know. I don't know if that's the the most important stage. To tell you the truth, like I think I don't think we should be ranking each stage by like importance. Why? Because. Each stage has a different purpose, right? What's the purpose in my stage? Well, you know, here's the thing. It's like, all right, uh, are you a man? Yes. Legally. How how do you know? Legally. Okay, legally you know, but how do you know that you're ready to be a man? I mean, I got two testicles. (laughs) Dude, my son has two testicles. That doesn't make him a man. I mean, I went through puberty. So? My voice is pretty deep. Okay. See, like, here's the thing that I wish we had more of was, uh, like, I think you can, like, call yourself a man all you want, but if nobody believes you, then it doesn't really mean anything, right? And I think that's kind of, like, what the purpose of was of, like, those those things, like, having, like, your first communion or going through your bar mitzvah or going through all that. It's, It's, like, all right, it sets the stage of, like, okay... Now you you know you're a man, or now you know you're a you're a whatever, and and that's what lets you know. And then when you when you know, like okay, it's not just that I know; it's that everyone around me is letting me know. And you, you and you see this ritual is not just in the religions, but it's in all cultures. You go to like like a lot of tribes, and they'll have something. I think there's like this crazy tribe in. Uh, can't remember where it was, some island, where like the way you get to know to be a man is the the village builds a giant tower. Okay? So they, they uh-huh. just build like this giant tower. Yeah. And then all the, the guys that or the boys that want to be men climb to the top of that tower, they tie a rope to their leg, and then they tie the other rope to the top of the of the tower and they jump. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. Right? And that's how they know. It's like, okay, so we're going to get ready. and Break uh, our legs. Yeah. And yeah, and sometimes if you don't jump right, like if you jump, just you just fall straight down, like you wind up getting really injured. And the key is to jump out as far as you can because then what that does is it tightens up the slack and the rope and then you swing to a stop. Whereas if you just like step off the ledge, you just like get your leg yanked off and then that winds up like you know causing some severe damage and stuff. Well, you're but, a physics teacher, so you know this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the the consequence of being a physics teacher. Is you just know like how stuff works. But that's uh, but that was like the really like uh, like we don't have that as a society, right? Like a rite of passage. Yeah, there's no rites of passage. There's no rites of uh, you know. Well, the okay. rite of passage is like you know getting a car. Your first sip of alcoholic beverage. Yeah, but not, not really. No. There's no, there's no like communal celebration for any of those things. Well, why does we need that? Well, it's because we're, we're like social creatures, right? Yeah. We need other people to kind of tell us, all right, 
uh, are you a man or are you not a man? Like, what if, does if it you mean just, to like, be a man, though? Yeah, that's a good question. Because it's subjective. Well, it is subjective to a certain extent, yeah. But I don't think it's, like, completely subjective. Like, here's, what, here's what's not a man, for example, right? Uh, somebody that just, like, uh, has a part-time job and gets really, really high every day after work and then just makes barely enough to pay his bills and then just, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. Go, goes to work, comes home, gets baked, you know, pays his bills, go home, you know, uh, you know, goes to sleep, wakes up, goes to work, comes home, get, you know, like really fried. And then like, you know, like yeah. that's not really a man. I mean, that's just somebody that's like, that's just like a little like pleasure machine. That's like a little dude that just wants to like get pleasure, 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 pleasure without ever like, like contributing really to anything. And you just have like this life of like no responsibility. I just have no responsibilities whatsoever. And I think that's one of the things that's that's constantly pushed to young people is like, dude, why have responsibilities? Why don't you just go have fun? Why don't you like, you know, drink the most things that you can drink, smoke the most things that you can smoke, yeah. like, and you know, just party, party, party. And that's like, and that's how you're gonna, you know, that's that's the good life, whatever. But when you pursue those types of things, right, that aren't really all that meaningful, yeah, then you just feel meaningless. Like there's no point to you. So you're saying I am not a man and I am meaningless. Yeah. That's why I'm feeling like <laughs> That's this. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> and I'm saying you should smoke a lot more weed. No. This is like, this is the thing is I, I feel like, y- like, if we put out like as a community more of a message of like you want meaning for yourself well what that means is that you got to have some value so yeah. what we should be doing is we should be maximizing our value how that's hard though that's it is really hard. hard yeah for to sure find value that's like one of the questions like everyone struggles the most in life finding your own value yeah i know even i'm i'm still working through that myself i mean that's why i'm leaving right is cuz I, I have i feel like i have some value here right but i don't think i'm maximizing my value that's that's like the opposite of me why do you, i think that's why i feel like a void right now i feel like all my value is here yeah <laughs> and now i'm scared to leave i literally had a, a conversation with an alumni yesterday that used to go here and like you kind of try to help me out, but it's like I just feel like I've built so much here. Like I came to this high school very different than how I'm like leaving it. It's like almost mm-hmm. everyone knows me. I'm Jason Pasigan from the morning announcements. Like teachers that I don't even know like ask about me or know me. Like I get compliments all the time. Like I'm in a lot of things. It's like not like I conquered the school, but it's like I guess I conquered this part of life, mm-hmm. like high yeah. school. Like not high, like no like our school in general, but like this part of my life, I don't I like I'm being kind of like not forced, but like forced to leave. But but I feel like <laughs> yeah, I have, you're, you're being forced. You oh can't yeah, come back here, Jason. I can't, I know, you obviously. can't do the morning announcements next year. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> but it's like I feel like I still have a lot of value here. Like all the teachers know me. Like the students here look up to me and ask me for things like advice and stuff. It's like, and now I'm leaving it all behind. Like I have all my friends here. Like I'm not I'm not afraid to do anything here. I'm in my comfort zone here. This yeah. is my comfort zone. Like, I literally have nowhere to not be in my comfort zone here because I've literally done drama. I performed in a play. I do public speaking. I'm doing a podcast now. Like, there's literally almost nothing I haven't done uh, where I can feel like any bits of shame, obviously, except like dumb stuff like here and there. But like, there's like no more risks to take here. 
and mm-hmm. now I'm going to start from zero again at yeah. my college. Yep. And I don't think I'm ready for that. And I think that's how I feel. Maybe yeah. like that empty feeling because like I feel like I'm leaving everything behind me and that's going to feel empty for a bit because it's like I built everything here. But it's like I don't want to think – I'm not thinking like of – I definitely – I haven't peaked. Like I haven't peaked in high school. Like I know I haven't. But it's just like – it's just I'm scared to rebuild it all again because it's all going to be different and stuff. Right. And yeah. It's hard to leave. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm going through the same – the exact same – you know, everything that you said, like, could easily be applied to me, right? Because I, I, you know, you spent four years here. Yeah. I spent 10 years, like an entire decade at this school, you know, trying to make a difference and, and you know, really falling on my face a lot. And that's, that's like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. It's like, all right, what am I going to do now? I'm going to go leave. And I don't, it's not like I have a definite job lined up. Like, you at least have, like, college you're going to college yeah, i don't know what i'm doing there though. right yeah but you're gonna do you have some place to go uh like the last day of school here i'm just gonna go home right yeah and then and then what right and then that's like the big the it's a semi-mystery right i know what i'm gonna be doing day to day and what i'm what my goals are and what i'm gonna be working on but it's i'm starting from zero nobody knows me right like, a, you know, a big part of what I want to do after this, um, and this is where I'm going to change, like, where my other podcast was going to, was was to change it to, like, all right, how do we fix these problems in education? And then who exactly do I need to talk to to fix these problems? Because there's, like, the problems that we have here are pretty severe, and I'm confronted with it every day when I see students and I see people unmotivated, you know, we were just talking about a couple of students earlier yeah. that I'm giving them the opportunity to pass the class. Right. F2C. And, and it's like, and it's a, it's like a pretty nice, easy opportunity, right? The, the project that I'm giving is not too difficult. It's not like over their, their skill levels. It's not like, and you know, what do they choose to do? screw around yeah exactly yeah and so like man i i get it like i i i get that like i see why they're screwing around right if i were in their position maybe i would too like maybe like all right i don't want to go to college i know i'm not you know like meant for that but everybody's telling me that i'm going to be a loser if i don't go and you know and i guess like i'm just going to be a loser so why not while i'm here have fun Right. Yeah. And that's the that's the sentiment that I see over and over and over again is like, well, this is pointless. I might as well have fun. Hey, I'm going to go distract you. I'm going to distract you. I'm going to be on my phone. I'm going to ask you to go to the restroom every five seconds. I'm going to, you know, and and I see that. And a part of me gets really mad and frustrated and wants to go like, hey, man, get to work. But the other part of me goes, yeah, I get it. You know, I really get it. Like, yeah. I, I really get that that this whole system is doing you a disservice. And that's terrible that we're doing this to you. I mean, more students, more and more students, especially me these past couple of weeks, as you know, I've been seeing lots of flaws in the things. But I feel like more students, like the younger ones, um, and us, I guess, too, are being are seeing it more like apparent. It's more apparent to us. And I we're, I feel like some students are actually trying to do something about it. I know there's a someone's trying to create a club that 
get, brings all the problems our specific school has and brings them to the district, and it yeah. might get passed. Right. Yeah, yeah it. it might. Yeah. Uh, you know, the only, like, question that I have there is, like, all right, what are you using as, like, a, like a guiding principle, right? And, and again, this, you know, we talked about this earlier. It's, like, how, it's, it's kind of connected to, like, how do you know, like, right from wrong? Yeah. Like, how do you know that the change that you're proposing is going to lead to the result that you want? We don't know. That's the thing. That's, that's why. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. That's why everything's scary. Yeah, for sure. Like, why do you think I don't want to leave here? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, you, I mean, like, you think I want to leave? <laughs> yes. No, I, like, like a part of me really doesn't want to leave because I, I, you know, I love the conversations that I have with kids that, that, you know, that don't really have anything to do with the chemistry or the physics. But, you know, I see kids that are completely lost, don't know what to do, don't have any clue of where they want to go or why they're doing anything. And then just talking them through like, hey, man, like. Like, what do you think your goal is right now? Like, what do you think you should... What's the most important thing that you could be doing right now? Yeah. Right? And it, and for a young person that hasn't had any kind of rites of passage, that doesn't have much support at home, like a lot of our students do, that, you know, uh, doesn't think that they have the ability to, you know, go to college or or to do something else, right, That that requires some kind of higher education, like... You know, like, it's just like the stat, the cards are all stacked against these kids. And, you know, I call them kids, but, you know, I should just call them students. They're, they're not kids they're teenagers, you know, but to young me, adults. that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm seeing is like, all right, you young adults, right? <laughs> like, like, like we, we as a community have failed you. We as a school are not just failing you. We're detrimental to you because what we're doing is we're telling you go to college or you're going to be a loser. It's college or McDonald's, right? <laughs> How often do you yeah. hear that, right? Yeah, a lot. And then on top of that, if you do manage to get into college, you for sure can't afford it. So you should for sure take out some loans, right? And yeah. then they tell you, but don't worry, you'll be able to pay that right back. Bull. Bull crap. True. Right? Like unless you study to become an engineer of some kind, right? Like, good luck, man, paying off those, those, like every year it gets more and more expensive. Like 20 years ago when I was at Cal State Fullerton, my tuition was $950. Now it's like 16000 It's like, yeah, it's, it's, no, it's pushing like 7000 It's like close to 7000 It's like between six and $7,000 now. Inflation. Right. Well, it's not just inflation. It's like, it's a... There's something else that's going on, right? And when I talk to somebody at the school, right? So I was talking to um, somebody who was, uh, oh, he was high up. He was like a dean or something at Cal State Fullerton. Yeah. And he was telling me, like, yeah, like, well, you know, like the reason why costs have gone up is because the state every year keeps giving us less and less money. So in order to recuperate that, what we do is we take in more students right? To kind of distribute out the cost, but then that dries up the overhead. So then we have to charge more, right? Yeah. And the the population at Cal State Fullerton is like exploding. Every time I go over there, they're building a whole nother parking structure. Yep. Right. So many students are going there this year. Yeah. That, it's insane to me. That campus is tiny, you know, like, like it's the, it's literally for per square foot, the smallest campus of all the Cal States. <laughs> 
and it has the most students. Commuter school. Yeah, it's a con- it's a concrete jungle too. Like there's no like you know they have an arboretum, but that's you know that's kind of it. You know everything else is kind of like paved over. So it's you know it's you know and that has some consequences to it too. But it's you know I don't I don't know what's going on there. Like it's not like I don't know why. Like it's starting to cost more and more, and why everything is you know costing more and more. But I want to focus on schools and figure out like what what is the problem here. And there's you know and I do research and I find that there's hopeful news, right? Yeah, yeah. And I look the hopeful news. Let me hear it. Yeah. So like globally, right? So let's let's go back to uh, high schools. Yeah, high school. I don't want to just be the person that's going like, oh, man, high schools in America suck, right? And this is why, and this is why, and this is why everything just kind of sucks, Yeah. right? Uh, I think that it's also my responsibility, if I'm going to criticize something, is to give an option or a way out. And if that option is kind of backed up by some kind of evidence, then awesome. And this is why I look at like places like Finland. Right. I love and I'm focusing on Finland because they are always like in the top five of the PISA, like international tests. And on top of that, they're also known as one of the happiest countries on earth. And I, and I don't think those two things are not related to one another. Well, yeah. When I'm happy, I usually do my work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And you tend to be happy when you get to choose what it is that you want to do. Yes, exactly. Choice. Right. We yeah. Talked about and that's this. what we don't have here. We don't have any kind of choice whatsoever. Right. You know, you're yeah. beholden through these A through G classes in this poster that are behind me right now. True. And you have to take those if you want to graduate. Well, what the hell do A through G, where do we even get A through G classes from? Do you know? The state. N- yeah. Well, it came from the UCs and Cal States. It came oh, from really? colleges. Yeah. That, those are the requirements that you need to get accepted into their schools. How about even community? So what they did, yeah. Well, no, community, like, just you just need to pass high school. But in a way, because you need to pass these A through G classes in order to graduate, mm-hmm. then it's tied to college. Everything is tied to college. Wait, so technically, like, theoretically, I don't have to take all those classes like they give me? I could make my own schedule, like, freshman year? No, you have to take them if you want to graduate. Why? Because that's just the law. Mm. It's built into ed code, right? If you want a degree from, you know, the state of California, you need to do that. I see. So everything is tied to college. Everything. If you want to just graduate from high school, that's tied to college. Whack. Right, yeah. We're not giving you any other options, right? Yeah, that's why, like, I didn't drop IB. It's like, we're already, like, very limited on the classes we can take now. It's like, then they chose my whole schedule for me. Amongst other reasons why I dropped T two, but we're not getting into that. Yeah, I mean, makes sense to me. You know, like this is the problem is, is you we're taking away what's called autonomy, and that's your ability to choose things for yourself, right? Your yes. ability to uh, to have control over your own future, and the more we take away that 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 choice, the less happy people are going to be, right? And they're not going to try as hard because why? If you don't have a choice in any of this, why are you going to try? Well, yeah, it makes sense. Like, 
I don't do my work now because I don't like like yeah I I, I agree <laughs> with, okay I agree oh, with you like okay, okay, stop 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 okay I agree with you for a re- like like a, an example of this I see in like my real life it's that I used to love reading like as a kid and I still like reading now during winter break I read like three books normally and like. 30 books? Three. <laughs> Three, okay. Three books. Right. And like even during the class sometimes. It's like I realized that I like reading, but when it was forced upon me, I hated doing it. Like yeah. I just hated like doing it like because it's forced upon me. It's like I, no one likes to feel forced. It's like another example of it. It's like when you're clean. I don't know if you've experienced this, but like I'll be cleaning. When I used to live with my parents, you'd be cleaning my room or doing the dishes or about to do these things. And then they tell me, oh, do the dishes or be sure to do this. Like, I was already going to do it. They didn't tell me. And when they told me, I'm like, man, I don't want to do it no more. Like, I hate doing it. <laughs> like, no one likes to be told or, like, forced to do anything. Because yeah. Because it just takes the fun sure. out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's not completely true. There's some people that love being told what to do. Okay, well, stop. <laughs> stop, please. <laughs> but it's, you know, like, uh, but for the most part, we, we want some kind of choice. Right? Yeah. And, that's, and it doesn't matter if you're like a young adult or an, an old adult, you know, you know, across the generations. Like Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is what, what, we, what we're missing, and we're missing a lot of it. And, uh, you know, so I look at Finland and I go like, all right, well, well, how are things different there? Right? So if you look at how their schools are structured, right, they believe a lot in free time. Okay. I wish. So, you know, in out like yeah, I think at the high school level, 75 minutes of class and you get 15 minute break. And then 75 minutes of class and you get an entire 15 minutes of break, right? And that just repeats until you get lunch and then you get an entire hour off. An hour? Yeah. Mm. Right? And then you go to like the end of the day and so like the amount of minutes that they're spending learning like or like actually sitting in class is way less than the average American student. All right? The amount of like direct instruction that's being given to the students is way less by their teachers, right? Yeah. Uh, students are given like the choice, like so. Once you get into high school, you have a choice between two high schools: one high school that's going to get you into college, and one high school that's going to teach you something vocational, right? That's going to teach you some kind of a skill or something that you can do to go work once you get out. Yeah. Right. And th- it's your choice. That's that's the most important thing. Is that everything is focused on choice i'm going to give you the choice you have the option right free will yeah and and then and so that's possible and then somehow by being taught less minutes in the day and having more free time they do much better on international tests yeah and they seem happier yeah and i mean and they're happier i feel like we're like we see the distaste or the negative effects of being chosen what to do because I have some underclassmen students not knowing what to do and not being able to make choices for themselves. Yeah, and that's what happens after a lifetime of everything being chosen for you. Yes, and it's scary. Like, that void feeling, I I felt like that when I just didn't, when everything was on, when I realized everything was my plate. Like, it's daunting, but... I feel like it's a better way to live. Like, just live on your fruition, your choices, and all of that. But the problem is when there's just some things in life where you just don't have a choice in. Yeah. Like, graduating. Yeah. I think somebody said death and taxes. 
Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> no, those are the two most unavoidable things: death and taxes. That's right. Unless you do t- no, no, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Unless you're Wesley Snipes. That that. But even then, they got caught up to him. You know. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I understand. Like, I've gone through the school system twelve years now, or thirteen years now, whatever number it is, and I think I learned a lot from the teachers rather than the curriculum. Right. Yeah. Because if we take away all the personality from the teachers and all the non, the quote unquote non learning things we did, like we learned from like homeschooled or like robots or like like online learning without the teachers, mm-hmm. I don't think I would be have the mindset I would have today. Because I think the only saving grace in our school system, well, not only saving grace, but like one of the biggest positive things is that there are actual humans that. Like you and, like, some other teachers here that, like, want to better the students and, like, prepare them for, like, real things that don't – are not related to the specific core subjects that we're supposed to know or graduate knowing. Because in a sense, I feel like things like these conversations are more important than the curriculum itself because students that follow, like, curriculum – let's say we, we, just, uh, we have a student following curriculum strictly super good academically – they don't do any extracurricular, and they're bad socially. In the real world, you need social skills along with your academic skills to, you know, succeed, to, like, be happier, have, like, a good life. Well, maybe not good life, but, like, you need those skills depending on what you want to do. And if you take a student that's, like, all social but, like, doesn't give a crap about their academics, they're also, like, according to the system, going to fail because they don't, they're not, they don't have nothing to do according to the system. But in both senses, I feel like both students have that opportunity to still be their way, like be the way they are, like the academic student being strictly academic, the social student being strictly social, because some jobs you really need to be analytical, but you also just work alone, like alone, alone. Yeah, like computer programmers. Yeah, that's why I don't <laughs> want I'm really reconsidering that. And then other students who are like super social, like salesmen, they could be salesmen. And then that's all social, like or a different social job, like a comedian or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah. And but that's the thing, is like we don't we don't focus at all as a as a school on on the jobs, right? Like on the actual, like what are the the results? It's just all like just content, 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 content. Yeah, I literally don't know what I'm gonna do. You know, and it's not even like a part of the standards. There's no standard that says, oh yeah, and be sure to teach kids, you know, about you know what it takes to be a chemist or what it takes to be a physicist or what it takes to be like an astrophysicist. That's all kind of like just tossed in whenever I have extra time. Yeah. Right? It's never like a part of the curriculum. And it's in so like it's kind of weird that we're that we're being asked to do things without ever visualizing what the end result is going to be. Right. Like when do you when do we ever do that for other things? Never. Right. Like like usually you have some kind of a plan. You have something that you're trying to get to. Right. Something that you're like some kind of goal that you can see. Yeah, that's that's the scary thing about graduating. It's like I have, I have the whole 13 years. I've had the next thing ready lined up for me, and the main thing lined up for me. But I'd have sub things that have choices in, in sub or subcategories that have choices in, like joining ASB, whatever. But like now I got it to college. Now I'm like, okay, now what? Now I have to actually choose 
what I want to study, what I want to be. And it's like, I know who I am, but I don't know what I want to do. Like, I have this general interest. And all school, we've been in general classes, like physics, or like sciences. But now I'm doing something, I have to do something very specific in order to get a specific job I want that I don't really know much about besides, you know, my own research. That's right. It's, it's like, I, I don't even know what to do. Like, I'm learning about new things in engineering. Like, I didn't even know there was an, uh, an engineer, like, salesperson to, there's, like, a part of engineering where it's, like, they're just a salesperson. But just communicators. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, that's... I didn't even know that existed until a couple of days ago. But I don't know how to get to that point specifically. Like, no one's ever told me that. Like, I barely found out that job existed, like, a week ago through, like, a friend like a, or their parent. And I don't know how to get to that point, but it sounds like something I'd really want to do. It combines my communication skills, me liking to talk to people, and like my right. my love for science. It's yeah. like, but I've never, not in like thirteen years, have known that was the thing. Nor do I know right now how to get to that point. Yeah. Or know if my college has that. Right. Yeah. And if I, you know, if I could just say, you know, make my own school, you know, like that's definitely like something that. That would be a main course of it, you know, like, hey, you find something that you were interested in, then it's going to be our responsibility as a school to find somebody that's actually doing it and connect you to that. Right. And make it concrete for you. Maybe you can go spend a day there and see what it's really like. And that's always going to lead to good information because you might show up and things might go well. You might go like, oh, yeah, I can really see myself doing this. I really like this kind of work. It really seems challenging, but in the right way for me. Right. Or the other way, we're like, wow, I did not think this is what it what it was going to be. Right. I had one idea and this is not it. But both of those pieces of information are useful. Both of them are good because they either way, you're learning something about yourself, either something that you'd like or something that you don't like. Everybody wants to focus on figuring out the things that they like without ever having to experience the things that they don't like. And but I don't think you can go through life like that. I think most of, you know, most of what my experience has been was figuring out things that I don't like and then adjusting course to kind of go towards the things that I'm not only like, but I'm also good at. Yeah. And I also think people are just like, like following your logic there. People are afraid to like fail or let themselves down or quote unquote waste their time. If I relate this back to IB, that program, I was one of the one of two students who dropped that program, knowing other students who like wanted to as well. But I think what separated for me, I'll be honest with you, I knew I could do it. Like, I genuinely could do it and still be in the program and be successful in it. I just chose not to because it just wasn't for me. And I think a lot of people lack that sense. Not, I'm not saying the IB students. I'm just saying people in general lack that sense of quitting, some, knowing when to quit something and not having not having that be negative because quitting is often seen as very negative. Right. And not, it's, it shouldn't be negative all the time. Like it took a really big stab in my ego to drop that program. And I got talked down a lot about it, but at the end of the day, I I don't regret it at all. I'm like really happy where I am right now. And I think I'm, I think that's why I'm scared of during college because I have an opportunity. I'm undeclared major. I'm in a specific college at UCSD that, only requires one GE, one or two GEs. So I have all this room to take a bunch of intro level classes to figure out what I actually want to do before my sophomore year of college 
and figure out and commit to one specific area. Yeah, and that's, do it. That's kind of a good thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and but I'm uh, scared. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you know, the great part about college, uh, I don't know. Do they do? They probably do quarters there, right? Yes, quarters. Yeah, like quarters. Quarter system is kind of awesome because, you know, you can take like a bunch of classes one quarter and then take completely different classes the next quarter and then completely in you know you have like four sets of classes that you can take throughout a year and so you really can see like a huge range of things in a relatively small amount of time yeah right even like if you're in a semester system it's kind of nice because like all right you go a few months right Mm -hmm. you know you go in the fall and then you get to experience some classes. And if you want to change them to like completely other classes, you can try that for the second semester. And then you can see like, all right, like that's, I, I have all this experience now. And, um, and, you know, you can't really do that at the high school level. Cause like once you're in for a class for a year, you're pretty much stuck there. Yep. Unless you're me. Yeah. <laughs> and you fight for it. Yeah. <laughs> but not, you know, a lot of people are just gonna, you know, especially if you don't know what you want or what you're going to do. Right. You're like, you know, how much are you going to fight for anything? I guess. But that's why you got to be decisive. And quitting needs to be not just viewed as a bad thing. Well, it depends on the reason for quitting. Exactly. Right. If you you quit because it's like, oh, this is just too hard. Like, ah, come on, man. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's not, you know. But if you quit because you're like, all right, this is not for me. Like, this is not something that I enjoy and see myself doing, or this is not going to serve me in the future. Right, those are different reasons than oh, it's so hard. Yeah, but that quitting the the like, uh, it's too hard. Like, that's what is taught usually of what quitting is. Like, yeah, oh, don't be a quitter. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, quitting is generalized to that. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and qu- it's like defaulted in our brain. If you don't finish something, oh, you're quitting. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, and. It's just something I noticed. Like, oh, it's yeah, this is why I like the the term. I'm retiring. <laughs> I'm not quitting teaching. I'm retiring yeah. from teaching. Yeah, I retired. <laughs> I, I retired IB. Yeah, there you go. You're retiring from <laughs> IB. Yeah, let's just change it. You know, like from now on, if we quit something because you know, you know, it's not for us, we're not quitting. We're retiring. All right. That's well, all. The, the, those two students are, or the other students are retiring from physics. Then there you go. Yeah, they're. they're <laughs> They're retired. No, they're not retired. They can't, <laughs> you know, especially one of them. They can't. She, you know, she can do it. You know, I, she, yeah, you know, uh, she's so close. You know, and I'm, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's so hard. You know, this is this. You know, this is when, uh, you know, every every time I talk to somebody like that has like a regular job. Yeah. And I tell them, oh, I'm a teacher, and they go like, oh, what do you, what like, what age do you teach? I go high school. Every single one of them goes, oh, my God, that must be so hard. <laughs> Every adult really? I talk to is like, it's like, oh, I feel so bad for you. Oh, it's like, <laughs> but like, I think this is why it's like it's it's because there's like this this rebellion that comes with teenagers that it can be really hard to handle if you're not used to it or if you're not in it all the time. You know, like I, I kind of am used to it. Like when I hear somebody like, you know, kind of saying things like they're going to give up or they want to quit or they want to, you know, yeah. like just to like rebel. I just like smirk at them. I'm like, oh, okay, buddy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, okay, I kind of see what's going on here. And, you know, and then I, I kind of like make it my mission to like just kind of prod them and see like, all right, like where, like either 
there's some kind of a barrier that's preventing them from succeeding. Yeah. Right. Like they're, it's usually that it's usually like, Oh, they're going through something at home, you know, like, Oh, they just became homeless or, Oh, you know, their parents are getting a divorce or, Oh, like, you know, their younger sibling just died. Yeah. You know, it's always something like crazy like that. And, and, you know, I used to, when I was an early teacher, just get mad at those kids, you <laughs> yeah. know, but because I wouldn't ask follow-up questions. I wouldn't just ask like, Oh, like, I see you're not trying. Like, what's up? Well, you know, what's going on? And once I started doing that, that's when, like, my relationship with, with students started to change, you know, and started to change pretty dramatically because it's like, oh, okay, I'm starting to see, like, more than just, like, the surface. I'm starting to see, like, the whole person. Yeah. And that's been really, cha- like, life-changing in terms of my teaching career, you know. And, and I can take that skill and I can apply it like broadly, you know, like, like there's a reason why our school system is kind of like sick the way it is. And I need to like approach the school system. Like I would approach one of those kids, like with like a lot of compassion yeah. and go, Hey buddy, like what's wrong? Like, let's see if we can fix this. Like what's, let's see if we can figure out what the deeper issue is so that, you know, maybe both of us can come out of this with a win. Exactly. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Let's call it a day there. Well, so what did we learn today? Uh, we learned that we're not quitters. We're retirers. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that death and taxes are the only things that will be forever. Yeah. There you go. And what, what else? Did, oh, that um, I'm graduating in seven days. Oh, my gosh. I can hear the tremble. Right. Technically, it's 10 days, but you know, we'll just let that slide. Okay. But I- I don't want to graduate. <laughs> like it's it's weird. I've been like waiting for this my whole entire life, and like now I'm here. I'm like, damn, I don't want to go. I'm, I don't want to leave everything. Same here, buddy. Why, well, dude? We're literally retiring at the si- like retiring at the same time. Isn't that ironic? Mm, it's coincidence, not ironic. It's both. Well, it might be a little bit ironic. Yeah, because like you've been saying you're gonna retire for like three, like four years now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like no one believes you that you're retiring now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, one of in, you know, my defense, one of those years my bathroom broke, so I had to like <laughs> fix that. <laughs> and that cost money. Right? And then COVID. And then COVID. And they had another kid. And then I had another kid. Anyways, well, this has been the generational divide. Wait, put the Steve- thing. Oh, okay. Put it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, we didn't even do a Marvel reference this episode. Oh, man. Uh, Doctor Strange. This has been a... Uh, what show is this? You just said <laughs> This has been another episode of The Generational Divide with Steve Flores. And Jason Pesegan from The Morning Announcements, only for 10 more days. Echo. Echo. Watch She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus.